Hi, I'm Teresa Duncan. And I'm Kevin Henry. Welcome to Chew On This. We are excited to bring you our views of current topics in the dental industry and put a little different spin on them, giving you something to chew on. If you need to jump off, be sure to check the show notes for links as well as how to get in touch with us. And now let's give you something to chew on. And we're back with another episode of Chew on This. What's up, K-Dog? It is all good. I'm ready to chew on some things with you, TD. We have a whole gamut of tastes that we're going to talk about today. So first we have to start off with some bland stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So I just wanted to let people know that I did read an article about Henry Schein. And I thought, you know what, let me just give you some information on this because I found the facts interesting. So I thought I'd just share them with you, Kayvon. Share them. And our readers. And then we'll move on to the real, like, fun stuff because, I mean, let's be honest, it's kind of boring. Well, I'm anxious to hear what you have to say, so please. I like to read boring things. It's really (laughs) sad. So I was reading this article about Henry Schein, and it was a guy who was forecasting. He took all their... All their financials into account. It's a very well written article. It's it's deep financials. So if you're into that kind of profit and loss and investments and and return after taxes and all the acronyms that I know Kevin's eyes are like getting big, like, oh my God, stop talking. <laughs> you can only take so much, I know. But there were some interesting stats in there that I thought our readers would find very interesting. So interesting stats that they would find interesting. How about that? Maybe that's interesting. I'd love to hear more. <laughs> So Henry Schein, it's a huge company. I think people realize that it's big in dentistry, but I was surprised that of the U.S. medical supply market, Kevin, they are only 1.4% of that. that. Now, 90% though of U.S. dental offices are their clients. What do you think of that? You know, I hear great things about their practice management software. That's that's what I know. So (laughs) I'm just saying. So 37%. They're 37% of global dental equipment and supplies are Shine. It's, it's, they're sold by Shine. So dental is huge. Medical is a small percentage, but it's like almost half of their revenue. The reason I bring this up is that we tend to think that these big companies in our industry are big in other industries, but in the medical supply market, Shine's like a little bitty, like it's a little bitty drop in a really big and expensive ocean. They're trying to increase that, obviously, because the revenue is good. Sure. It's really good. Well, it reminds me a little bit about whenever I would go over to Germany for the International Dental Show. And all these companies that are so big in the U.S. have small booth space over there. But yet all the ones that we don't hear that much about here are gigantic over there. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I think it is just a matter of perspective and, and you don't realize we get caught up, you know, we always talk about bubbles, but we get caught up in our own little bubble and we don't realize that there's a lot of other space out there. We're like, oh, didn't even know that existed. Huh. Well, what was interesting is reading about their forecast of DSOs and the, the growth of corporate dentistry. So, you know, for years we've been hearing about the death of solo practices. Oh, yes. Right. Yes. I mean, they're dying. They're on dying on the vine, these solo practices. But in this article, it acknowledged that there's, that's really overblown, that the solo practices aren't going anywhere. And Shine is not, I mean, they're, they're focused on it, but they also know it's not going anywhere too. But I know from personal experience, Kevin, they seem to really focus on the corporate market. And where does that leave the little guy, you know? 
Well, I think corporate market, you know, it's, it's, you catch a lot of fish with one net. You know, I, I think that that's really something that a lot of businesses in our industry are drawn toward. But you make a very good point that while you can get a lot of business in one fell swoop, there's a lot of practices that are never going to be corporate. They're never mm-hmm. going to be DSO. And I think that we as an industry have to realize that, you know, we've talked about DSOs as Darth Vader and, you know, the Death Star for years. It hasn't happened. It's not going to happen because there are enough people out there that say we want private practice to stay strong. And I think that that's going to keep private practice going strong as long as practitioners want to still have that autonomy. So we have been talking very lightly about the fact that Medicare may include a dental benefit, right? So in this write-up, the author makes the statement, and I I am on board with this 100%, makes the statement that if that does happen, Shine is not going to be as profitable because the profit margins that offices already have are going to shrink even more because of reimbursement shrinkage. And that means that there's less money to spend on supplies and capital equipment like your CBCTs and your milling and your imaging. So it is really in a lot of these big corporates best interests to not have that happen so that there is money for improvements, build outs and all of that. So interesting that even the Medicare changes don't just affect us, it affects everyone we do business with. You know, and that's one thing, you know, I know both both of us are, you know, we have uh, veterans uh, for dads. We've talked about mm-hmm. that on previous podcasts. And that's one thing that I had read previously was that if, you know, you opened up medicine and dental and everybody to all the veterans instead of it just being in the VA, how the profits would be sheared down because obviously then you're talking about a lot of either pro bono or deeply discounted work and it changes the business model completely. And I hate that people like our dads sometimes don't get the care that they need or deserve because we're trying to make sure that profits stay, stay up. Right. That's also business. So I get both sides of it. It's business. And, you know, your dad's not a quiet man, neither is my dad. So I'm sure they get the work that they they get the work they need. Right. (laughs) But that's a good point. And I just found it very interesting that even in this article on financials, here comes the Medicare issue that I'm keeping track of, you know, to to rear its ugly head. So that is the that's the blandest part of this podcast. But yet it had a little spice to it, I believe. A little, I, little I think, bit of I spice. Think it had a little something to it. You know, I'd give it, uh, <laughs> I forget what the pepper scale is, you know, where they rate uh, how hot the peppers are. But, you know, oh, it's, a, yeah, yeah. it's maybe an Anaheim or a, a green chili. Can we switch over to another side of the palate? Yeah, where, which side are we going to? Let's go sour. <gasps> are you ready to go sour with me? Yeah, I like sour. I need to confess, you know this, but I'm going to confess something to our audience. I love sour, whether it's sour beer, whether it's sour candy, you know, anything sour, lemon, lime. Yeah, if it makes you pucker, I am down with that. (laughs) I embarrassed my daughter horribly one time when I asked the waitress when she served a beer if that would make me pucker. And and Julia (laughs) literally crawled under the table just like dad. Dad, you just can't ask people if it's going to so, make a pucker. <laughs> you just can't do that. That's that's harassment <laughs> on some level, I guess. Um, anyway, so I was in Oklahoma visiting family, and you know, I had one of those late night flights back to Denver, and I'm like, I need a little something just to keep me awake, drive home, all that stuff. So I went into the the uh, little store there in the airport, and I bought this extreme sour sweet tarts. Oh wow! Yeah, extreme sour, not just sour. 
And I'm literally on the plane flying back to Denver, and I'm looking for something that we can talk about on this podcast. And sure enough, our friends, and we do have friends at the Minnesota Dental Association, had <laughs> earlier just put out a release talking about how sour candy should be avoided. And I've literally got like a mouthful of extreme sour sweet tarts, ironically, as I'm reading this. <laughs> and this was before Halloween. Uh, so, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But it talks about how that, you know, to make sure that you're not giving sour treats to the kids because of the acid. And then, of course, it wears away the tooth enamel. We know all this, right? But I've got to ask a question to you and my other dental friends that are listening to this. How, how good do we have to be? I, I know I'm in the dental industry. I know I speak to dentists and hygienists, and, and and yet I'm the one popping the sours in my mouth. And I and and there are times, and you've seen it from the front, that I drink the Diet Mountain Dew while I'm even talking. Yeah. Am I a bad person? Maybe I am. I'm not sure. I mean, that's that's a separate question. But uh, no, <laughs> we don't have time for that today. <laughs> I mean, we don't have like a three hour podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the thing is, I think we need to be good as dental people. Let's be honest, we're not because we're not. I have my coffee here. I love my diet Sprite or ginger ale or whatever it is that I'm drinking. You love your diet Coke and your diet Mountain Dew. And I go red wine. I go sour. I know. You know? Well, yeah. listen, if red wine was a disqualifier, there would be no one to work the industry. That's right. Because it would all be of worse. our friends, yeah, <laughs> all of our friends, when we go to a dental reception, it is like, I mean, there's red wine everywhere. It's amazing that we're not clumsy people and everybody's not stained with red wine, but <laughs> it's crazy. So I, I don't know if, uh, see, are you saying that we're a do as I say, but not do as I do? This industry? is what struck me as, as I'm flying home. I'm like, you know, it's like that line from, uh, uh Michael Douglas, uh, in that one movie. Am I the bad guy? Is that wall street? Wall street. I think, wall or, street. uh, Oh, never mind. Now we got to look that up. But anyway. Yeah, now we got to figure that out. Hmm. But it, it just kind of struck me. I'm like, you know, I think we as a dental industry, we always say avoid sweets, do all this. But then I know we, we eat chocolate. We eat sweet tarts. We... All right. The thing that I have with sour candies, and I do love them just like you do. I love yeah. a good gummy sour. There you go. But the problem that I have with them is that when I eat them, my tongue gets oh. really scratchy and raw because I don't just eat a handful. No. It's terrible. They're they're addicting. Then my tongue the next day is like, why do you do that to me? I have to be very careful with the sours because I'll just go a little crazy. Have you ever had the sweet tart mouth? Oh my God, yes. You know, yeah. Yeah, you get the canker yeah. sores. Yeah, all that. It's all, you know, you feel like there's no... I mean, that's, that's a good way to, to experience xerostomia, the dry mouth, <laughs> is just to do a whole bunch of sweet tarts. And then you'll be like, oh, this is what it's like. And you'll be miserable. But gosh, it was so good going down. It was. That's the problem. I know. And, and sweets. I have to be real careful with sweets because I do get a little crazy. I love my cheesecake and I love my carrot cake. So we have to be, yeah, we can't do carrot cake. So do we just say as an industry, we know that these are going to happen and we just really focus on the cleaning and brushing and flossing techniques rather than saying don't eat them because hey from now till valentine's day it's candy central i mean let's be perfectly honest mm, here no well even after valentine's day you got easter that you do yeah easter and then uh really summer is the only break because now and then it's hot dog season with fourth of july god bless that, hot dog so. season that's beautiful. right <laughs> <laughs> basically we should advise that people don't go crazy with the the candy and all of that. But I think 
You know, everything in moderation, Kevin. See, everything like in moderation. Yes. yes. Let's do it that way. Only because if we do it the other way, then we're depriving ourselves. And I don't want to do that. I, I don't want that either. You know, our, our dear friend, Rita Zamora, our dear mm-hmm. friend, you know, I put up on Instagram that I had these extreme sours before I read this from the Minnesota Dental Association. <laughs> and I was scorned in a, in a direct message that I was eating them. Ooh. I know our dental folks are keeping up with me on Instagram and making sure that I, you know, I only drink water from here on forward and maybe oh, a crust of bread gosh. if I'm lucky. Maybe. <laughs> crust of bread. <laughs> this isn't prison dentistry. Like, what? <laughs> well, Rita needs a Snickers if she's berating you about that. One of these days, you know, I'm going to sneak one in and she's not going to know it. It'll be in the middle of her, you know, pork chop or whatever she's, she's whatever so she's healthy. eating. She is. She's so healthy. It's she really is. like disgusting. If I could sprinkle her broccoli with sweet tart residue or something, maybe I'll do that. I don't know. You were asking about, you know, should we as an industry... One thing that does bother me about our industry is when you can tell right away somebody is in dental. I think that bothers me more than the people who are in dental and, you know, go around preaching the don't eat the the stuff. So let me explain that. So if I meet someone and their teeth are like porcelain white and Mm -hmm. they obviously work in a dental office because their mouth is like, you know, ba-bing, you know, it's gleaming like a little star in the corner of their mouth when they smile. I think that is a weirder look than just being a normal person talking about, you know, you should floss and you should brush. I, what do you think about the people where you obviously meet them and you're like, oh, she's got to be in dentistry because the teeth are too white. They are. The Botox is on point. I mean, it's like if you worked for a plastic surgeon and everybody knew you worked for a plastic surgeon because your face was like all tucked and tight and stuff like that. So I think that's weirder than people who you know, would completely be sugar-free, although maybe they're sugar-free and cranky. But dentistry has changed how I view TV and movies. I mean, I don't know about you, but there are times... Well, there are times you're just like, oh, the smile. You know, it just... Oh. You know, it just all of a sudden catches you. We were watching uh, uh, Nine Perfect Strangers the other night on Hulu. Oh, I don't know show. incredible show, by the way. I'm going to throw that out there. Nine Perfect Strangers. Uh, Nicole Kidman, Melissa McCarthy. Great Great lineup. Very intense. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you about it after the podcast. But anyway, I highly recommend it. But there's a lady on there who has a very interesting look, and she's like an Instagram model. And Dana and I are sitting there going, you know, there's just something not right with her mouth and teeth. And, <laughs> you know, and so we're, we're diagnosing her as this is going on. And I just sit here and go, what are we doing? What is going on in our house? It's true, though, because <laughs> we, we see when the midline is off. We see when yep. there's bad bridge work. I mean, look at these older politicians. You see them talk, and you're like, ooh. Oh, no, yeah. That's like first generation porcelain. What the heck? Get thee to a dentist, right? (laughs) Here's the thing. When you are in a public eye like that, aren't you supposed to have a publicist that says, hey. Hey, I got to pull you aside. And we we have seen, you know, I think uh, Nicolas Cage and I'm thinking of some others that, you know. Well, Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise. Yeah, you've seen them do the transformation, obviously. And somebody pulled them aside and said, yeah, that can't happen. Well, and Nicole Kidman, too, actually, now that I think about it, because I remember a picture of her, and she has the really pointy canines. Yes. And actually, I think that's just so natural. Honestly, yeah. Eat all the sugar and sweet tarts you want and, and go crazy. Well, no. Well, no, we shouldn't say that. But can you do it, but then make sure that you really take care of yourself? You, you brush and you, you clean those nice porcelain teeth afterwards. <laughs> so here's what I was told. 
by a dentist a long time ago that All if right. you get stuck on a on a desert island, you don't want a toothbrush, you want floss. Because you can use sand to brush your teeth. I mean, that's a nice little abrasive, a dentif Wow. Dentifrice is what it's called, you know, a wow. little bit of abrasive, right? Because you can use that to brush your teeth, you know, stick your finger in the sand and you know, so that's that's how you do it. But you don't have anything to go between the teeth, so you would want floss instead of a toothbrush if you ever had to go to a desert island. I do remember an episode of Naked and Afraid where a guy Wait, brought floss. Do you watch Naked and Afraid? You know who watches Naked and Afraid? Dana. My mom. Really? Yeah, Ruth she, Ellen? Ruth I had Ellen no does. idea. Yeah, she flips back and forth between pro wrestling and naked and afraid. This is my mom. <laughs> so. It's my kind of woman. Absolutely. But she told me that one of them brought, brought floss, because I guess you can bring one thing with you. And it was floss? And it was floss. See? That's a very smart, but naked person. But he was person. also using it for cutting things, and you know, uh, you know, he was using it for multiple purposes, as well as the, the oral hygiene, of course. That's so smart. I See? mean, like, listen, Glide Floss has made it. It's Teflon coated, right? Like, the Teflon. Yeah, so, absolutely. See? Yeah. Oh, you really think floss could cut through wood and stuff? I don't. See, I didn't see the episode. So How much know, floss? Like I, a spool? No, I think you brought like a... Like a normal carrier of floss. We'll have to Google naked and afraid of floss. And I'm a little nervous about doing that. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be your homework, not mine. I'm not doing that <laughs> stuff. No, so really, if you get stuck on a desert island, just make sure you got some floss. And, and I think you're good to go. And just hope everybody that crashed with you has the same problem or else you're going to be smelling the perio. Oh, yeah. You don't, you don't <laughs> need the tuna. I'm just telling you. I have no idea how we ended up on this subject. It's me going down the rabbit hole. So I, all right. So I will, I will pledge to you listeners that I am going to eat sweet tarts, but in moderation and then make sure that my teeth are clean and flossed after that. Well, see, now we went from totally bland to sweet and sour. Now I'm going to bring the spice. Spicy. This is kind of funny. So Kevin, have you ever heard of something called a rage room? No, I have not. All right, so maybe this is the new team building activity oh, let's hear because it. escape rooms are fun, but you know, you can only do so many and there's always somebody that just is going to screw everything up. Oh yeah. You and I have done escape rooms before. I have to admit I was not a very productive escape room <laughs> member because I stood around basically going, "What? <laughs> <laughs> the clock's ticking. Hurry." <laughs> I was like the official timekeeper, but I remember that. Like we went yeah. with, with a bunch of friends and you were actually really good at this. And I'm just like, what? What happened? What just happened? But but there are always people in the group that are like very strong personalities. So there's like three people that work together. Everybody else just kind of goes, there's a candle over there. You know, and, and yeah. You know. <laughs> I did spend a lot of time in the corner inspecting netting. I remember there was netting. Yes. I was like, yeah, I don't see a clue in here, guys. Oh, God, what are they doing? I don't know what they're doing. Rage Room, though, is where you have a whole bunch of stuff. And then you can destroy it. Oh. Yes. Kevin. Wow. So let me tell you, it's also called a smash room or an anger room. But basically, people will load up these rooms with fake like living room items or kitchens or televisions or desks or whatever. Or you can bring in your own. That's the kind of fun thing. So it started in Japan because. Because of Godzilla, right? I get it. Right. Yeah. You can't actually hit Godzilla. So you enter, you do a rage room. I, okay. I don't know. We're just going to go with that. We just lost our Japanese audience. Uh, so <laughs> <you should. laughs> 
we have to lose someone at some point. So it was either that or Desert Island people with Perio. <laughs> All those Desert Island people turn off their transistors. I'm done with the coconuts now. Click. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so they they are all over the place. And when I was Googling them, I realized there's one near us. So, you know, that's something that, you know, Norman and I, we are are a loving couple, but we would definitely screw up a room. So I think we're going to do that. You can destroy whatever they have for you, or you can bring your own stuff. So you get to use a hammer. You get to use a, a big sledgehammer. You get to use a sledgehammer, and you get to, like punch and kick and destroy and and jump on things and i don't know about you but it sounds really fun to and me. then you literally just walk out and go here there's a, there's a mess back there they clean it up for you yes no clean see up. now i like that part right there right absolutely right and so then that made me think you and i have older parents that we're gonna have to clear out their house at some point right you know so what if we if turn we the house into a rage house <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Disney Plus special of some kind, but yes, I love it. Take it down to the ground, and it's a tax write-off because it's a business. Isn't it wonderful? I like the way you're thinking. This is fantastic. (laughs) So seriously, back to dentistry. I know we've been talking about team-building activities. We're so concerned because we're losing people. We have to connect with our team members more than ever before and make sure that we we make it a place to work. You know, we talked about how ping pong tables, do people really want appreciation or do they want ping pong tables? You know, that was in one of our previous episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you're tired of bowling. Maybe you're tired of escape rooms. You know, now you have the option of finding what they call a rage room. And I'll put some links in the show notes. I'm curious now. I think Dana, me, you, Norman, and I would love to see Rita go crazy. Oh my gosh. Room. Can you imagine? Yes. No, I can't. I think she'd be like, don't hit that. <laughs> <laughs> so when you feel the need to break something, Kevin, just look up a rage room and uh, and go crazy. What do you think of that? Well, now I'm curious because I know we're going to be together at Yankee Dental in Boston. Mm. Maybe that would be a fun activity, actually. Now I'm now considering extending my stay a little bit, maybe. Listen, if you had the opportunity to punch something, well, not I don't want to hurt my hand. If you had the opportunity to take a sledgehammer to something... Just to see how hard you could hit it, I'd do that. Would you do it like every day or would you need to like have some built up stuff just to get after it? Oh, you know what? I mean, maybe I need to work on my core, my sledgehammer swinging muscle. That would that would absolutely do that. That'd be a workout. There's definitely times when you need a stress reliever. I mean, mm. I'm not I'm not a real violent person really, but I think if you gave me a sledgehammer, I'd go for it. I can see that. I think I would, yeah. yeah. I mean, just think of it this way. This is training for the eventual zombie apocalypse that's coming. Which I do love that thought. Absolutely. So it's really not rage room. It's zombie preparedness training. See, now that's how you need to market your, your rage room when you, build, when you build one in your house. See, <laughs> Rage house slash zombie preparation. I'll just do cardboard cutouts of zombies around the room. <laughs> See if people like knock down the walls. I need to get rid of this wallpaper here. Let me just plaster some... Uh... <laughs> Some zombie pictures all over. So I think that's spicy enough for you. What about... I like it. Do you think Dana would do something like that? In a heartbeat. She's gotten into axe throwing. So, I mean, I'm sure she would be down breaking oh, things. my goodness. This is perfect. It is. It is. I can see that for sure. Plus, I'm just going to say a glass of wine would probably escalate the need to break things. I think you should watch out. 
Are you allowed to drink and smash at the same Is time? Is there a way that she could go in a room by herself and I don't have to be there so she doesn't turn on me? I mean, I'm just I'm just asking. Yeah, a you question. got it. These are these are valid questions. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this should be in the there. FAQs. I I think it should be in the FAQs. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if someone turns on me? Oh, I don't know. Like I, they do say on every one of these, I read that safety is paramount. So oh, I'm sure you have to sign so many waivers. Right, safety glasses, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I think a rage room is all the rage now. I I like that. That's so spicy. It is spicy. I think if you need team building, I say look at this before you do another bowling outing. (laughs) I think you just took a a trip down the river on the SS Spicy. See, sometimes we have to amuse ourselves, dear (laughs) listeners, and then this is exactly what we're talking about. Oh, my goodness. So, listen, you guys, we are giving a webinar. Kevin, we've got some really, really good turnout for our webinar. Uh, It's in December. We're going to talk about train trains. (laughs) Talk about trends. We we might. You can't ever tell. (laughs) Who's got trains on their agenda? Not us. We will put a link in the show notes so that you can register and join us on December 16th. Very excited. That's not ours. December 16th is not ours. December 15th is ours. Oh, my goodness. When Teresa Duncan gives so many trends lectures, see, look at this. I'm just telling you. The 16th is my webinar with Adam on insurance, year-end insurance issues. And that's a whole different audience. Like Count Dracula rises around Halloween. I believe Teresa Duncan rises around the end of the year. Just, you know, she's everywhere. Here's what's coming. <laughs> That's you know, right. She does her Lightning McQueen stuff. That's right. And at the, and I might uh, at the end of 2022, 2022. Do you hear what I just said there? <laughs> at the end of 2022, I'll be like, uh, I was really wrong. Whoopsie. See on the flip side. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so December 15th is our webinar on trends. We're going to talk about trends for next year that, that you should chew on. How about that? I think that's fantastic. And I'm, there is a lot of things that you and I have been digging into that I know uh, are going to be very interesting to watch next year. Yep. Sign up. Be there or be square. Yes. Or watch the replay when we send it to you. Well, so you know. just sign yeah. up. Yeah, just <laughs> sign up, you know. You know, Christmas Eve, whenever all the kids have gone to bed and you've put together the Tonka trucks, hey. Now they can watch our webinar. Oh, goodness. That's it, Kevin. Anything you want to add? <laughs> no, I was going to go down a whole other rabbit hole. So no, we're going to cut it off at that point. I saw it. I saw it. The <laughs> yeah. wheels were turning. And we're done. Goodbye. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dear listeners, you know we appreciate each moment that you spend with us. Thank you so much for listening. And that's a wrap for this episode of Chew on This. We hope you laughed and learned a little. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. And don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. Feel free to drop us a comment on social media or by email if you have any suggestions for future topics. We'll be back in about two weeks. See you then.